On the November 19th, 2015 edition of the Anderson Observer Podcast, News from People You Trust, Giving Thanks by Giving Back, a conversation with Anderson's Haven Arrest Director, Sid Stewart, less than a week before the organization's big holiday meal for those in need. Ice, ice, baby. Anderson City Recreation Director Bobby Bevel talks about bringing ice skating down to downtown Anderson for the holidays and what's ahead for the people of our hometown who are choosing to stay active and fit. All this and more on today's Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. We're brought to you by the Anderson County Farmer's Market Holiday Market, which opens soon, and they'll be open from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on November 28th, December 5th, December 12th, and December 19th. If you had not been to one of these, you'll be amazed how packed out that place is. I mean, it, it is as full as it is in the peak of growing season, only it's with arts and crafts and a myriad of other treats for the holidays, including some, some edible treats for, that you can use for Christmas gifts or just for yourself. Check them out on their Facebook page for more information at the Anderson County Farmer's Market. And again, those dates are November 28th, December 5th, the 12th, and the 19th. It has been a great week in Anderson with Thanksgiving next week, and we have a special show planned, so don't miss it. There's only 41 days left in 2015, and a lot of people will be putting up their Christmas tree this weekend since Thanksgiving runs a little bit later than usual. I am a live fir tree person myself, so my family will follow our tradition of many, many years of purchasing a large fir tree and dragging it inside our house to create the most incredible air freshener (laughs) that you can have, one only God can make. And the new county Christmas tree, speaking of Christmas trees, should be delivered by Friday. And Anderson County Administrator Rusty Burns has told me that uh, it's going to go up as soon as possible. And, of course, that will be followed by the Christmas music, which is piped into downtown from the historic courthouse. That's another one of Rusty Burns' ideas. He is a Christmas person like I am. If you love Christmas, and like I said, I do, this really is the most wonderful time of the year. This past week was also good for a number of our local nonprofits with Ames 25th Anniversary Gala, which was a wonderful event. If you want to go online and look at some of those videos, they're pretty amazing, including uh, New Spring Pastor Perry Noble talked about how Ames had helped he and his father when they were in need back before he was a pastor and and in the ministry. Also, the Foothills Alliance uh, Festival of Trees was last weekend. Wonderful. I went out there and took some pictures there on the Anderson Observer website if you want to check those out. And also, the Anderson Arts Center had a Wonderfully successful fundraiser as well, all last weekend. Now, Ames' birthday celebration brought in nearly $50,000, which will really help heading into the holidays. We've interviewed folks, Christy and all the folks down at Ames many times on the podcast. You can go back and listen to them. They're all at andersonobserver.com, or you can look at andersonobserver.podbean.com. They're both places. But in case you don't know much about AIM, they are active in so many areas. I can't even begin to, to tell you all about them here, but they do provide food for more than 900 families every month and housing assistance for some, and a Women and Children Succeeding Program, which has put women through college and helped them get their lives back back in order and help their kids out. And it has also become a national model for helping women who are in disadvantaged situations with children to be successful in life. They also offer financial counseling and a whole lot more. You can find them on their Facebook page and check out all that AIM has, or you can go to aimcharity.org. You can also give online there. It's a time of year they could really use some help. They have a list of families needing Christmas help now. So a lot of churches and Sunday school classes and civic organizations and clubs and even just families will adopt a family at Christmas to help make some child's Christmas a good one. Uh, AIM's very careful at vetting those families, and it is all about helping those kids. So give them a call today, 226-CARE. And for those of you who are like me and you can't spell phone numbers because I don't, it's 226-2273. Call AIM about that. Now, Foothills Alliance, which offers 
Prevention, Intervention, and Support Services to Survivors of Sexual Assault and Child Sexual Abuse in Anderson Oconee Counties. That festival of trees they had brought in $50,000 last weekend, something that organization really needed. Great organization, great folks. We've interviewed Tracy Bowie, the director, on here before. You can find that on one of our earlier podcasts. They are also looking for volunteers, uh, so check them out on Facebook or give them a call, 231-7273. And finally, the Anderson County Arts Center held its annual auction Friday, raising an estimated $70,000, and that money raised will help the Anderson Arts Center match some of the grants they received to take the arts education to students in places such as Anderson's Alternative School. And even though they didn't have a fundraiser last week, I do want to remind everybody Meals on Wheels, which uh, still feeds over 600 senior citizens every single day in Anderson County. They need your help as we head into the holiday season. They're going to need volunteer drivers, folks to pack lunches, pack the boxes, help them get ready for it. They do need still need people who will pack those meals, which have a shelf life. They don't have to be refrigerated in case the power goes out. Uh, one of the people helping is my good friend Bill Nickus, owner of Sullivan's Metropolitan Grill and Sullivan's at Brookstone, who is once again stepping up like almost nobody in town has to help others. He's giving a $10 gift certificate to Sullivan's with every $40 donation to Meals on Wheels. So you can give to them and get a little something for yourself or as a gift for someone else, and that always sounds good. And again, they do need those volunteers, and they could use your help going into the, the winter months ahead. You can visit them on Facebook or give them a call at 225-6800. Meanwhile, the Haven Arrest is getting ready for one of the biggest annual outreach events in Anderson every year. It's the Thanksgiving Day Meal, which served more than 2,500 people in need last year and is expected to do about the same this year. They not only serve on site, but they take about 600 meals to shut-ins, maybe more than that around the county as that so they do need volunteers who will drive and deliver those meals people who will clean up i mentioned in this interview with haven director sid stewart who said there's still some needs for this year's community meal he'll talk about that but i do want to say if you're volunteering please go with the attitude of volunteering and not i want to go and just do this because they've got enough people to do some things but they have trouble finding volunteers sometimes to do some of the dirty work so uh, here's what Sid Stewart had to say. I'm talking to Sid Stewart, uh, your executive director, director, director of the Haven Arrest. Yeah, that director. That's good. He's head of the, right now he is head of the Haven Arrest engine. and have been for how long? 17 years. Yeah. Seen a lot of growth and a lot of changes. Yeah, we have. Been fortunate. Well, we wanted to talk to you today because Thanksgiving is a week away, and I know y'all are probably already starting to prepare to cook. Right, we are. Because you serve about 2,500 meals, something like that? It just depends. We never know from year to year. It can go anywhere from 1,800. I think the most we've ever served is 2,500. Right. And I, I think just talking to some of the other folks in town, the need is still there, and I know a lot of people. Uh, now, going into this last week, I know it's getting kind of late, but what kind of stuff can y'all still use, Sid? Well, um Everything that uh, that's given, we prefer institutional sizes if possible right. uh, because of the volume. But green beans, uh, cheese, uh, coffee, uh, paper products, um, of course, uh, I think we have enough uh, ham, uh, turkeys rather, but uh, we'll be looking at serving hams probably Christmas. So uh, either turkeys or hams uh, would be great. So if you did get... Too much, you got it for Christmas. You're ready. Oh yeah, that's and the, the Christmas meal is another big, and that'll be you know another just a, not even a month after that. So. Yeah, it's generally about the same. About so the same. about the same numbers at mm -hmm. Christmas. Right. Right. What other kind of things does the Haven do at Christmas time to help folks coming into Christmas? I know y'all. Um, well, mo most of our efforts are geared towards the people that we uh, serve. Right. And so, 
we help uh, men uh, and women uh, with toys and that kind of thing for right. their for their own people. We have uh, have not in the last couple of years given out toys to the community because we have agencies here in town that do a great job of that, and there's no use of uh, 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 duplicating something that's already been done. But we do uh, minister and serve uh, the people that we do have in our care, which is uh, 80 to 90 people a day. So uh, toys, uh, gift cards, uh, gift cards is a, is a good thing because we can take those and use them, uh, put it where we need it. Remind everybody, if somebody's listening and maybe new to the community or just listening on uh, online or something, the focus and mission of the Haven Arrest and, and the kind of ministries y'all are doing on the ground. Well, the Haven Arrest Ministers exist to see those bound by life-dominating problems rescued, restored, and released while experienced in the love of Jesus Christ, who taught us in the Great Commission, Matthew 28 through uh, uh, chapter 20, uh, 28, verses 18 through 20, which is the, the Great Commission. So we are a Christ-centered and Bible-based discipleship program. Our, our effort is to, rather than give a a man or woman a piece of fish to eat that day is te to teach him how to fish the rest of his life. And so uh, we uh, do uh, try to uh, see their, their lives changed and put back in society or sometimes put into society in a whole and productive way. And uh, the women's minute, the men's ministry, you have the, the rescue mission here mm -hmm. and you have the farm. Tell us about the difference between those two and how that works. Well, it's, it's set up as one program uh, from the time a person enters uh, the doors at the rescue mission till the time they graduate some 15 to 18 months later at the training center. And so it's designed as one program. It's just different phases that they go through uh, to uh, finally end up at the training center. Not, not nearly everybody that enters the doors back here uh, graduates, but though that those that do uh, generally see a life change. And what's the average amount of time if somebody finishes the program it takes to? I'd say an average is from start to finish 18 months. Right. And, and the kind of folks who come in are people suffering from a variety of, of life challenges, maybe uh, drug and alcohol addiction or some other life challenge that has put them in a place where they need some help. Yeah, we call it life-dominating issues. Uh, uh, most of it uh, drugs and alcohol is in the mix. Not always. We prefer you not to be a drug addict, <laughs> you know, because that's one thing we don't have to deal with. But uh, uh, generally, life-dominating issues, and we get people from all walks of life. Uh, we've had school teachers, uh, business owners, uh, male and female nurses. Uh, uh, we generally have several in the program with... Um, uh, college degrees, we've had a master's levels, uh, so it's no respect of persons. So uh, we treat everyone the same, uh, try to offer respect to everybody, uh, regardless of what their background or socioeconomic status is, and uh, treat everyone as the Lord Jesus Christ would have us to. And so the first phase is the mission here, then the, you have a farm where they go and you help them get job skills and other things to prepare to transition out, right? Yes, they're, they're here at the uh, mission from anywhere from four to six months. And then when they transition to the training center, um, which is a 50-acre campus over in the Belton area, they're, they're there with us uh, one year. 
and we are partnering with Tri-County Tech, uh, Adult Ed. Anderson University really bends over backward to help us for those who want to go on uh, with their education, also North Greenville University. But uh, Tri-County Tech is really uh, partnering with us to help get certain job certifications to equip them to get meaningful work when they get ready to leave us. Now, the women's program has really grown over the last few years, right? Yes, um, we have. We're not, at, of course, don't have nearly as many women as we do men, uh, but we have three ministry locations, and uh, it's a year-long program rather than 18 months. It's under his wings. No, it's, uh -huh. everything is branded now. Oh, okay. I, I, I missed out, so that's why I'm asking you. Uh, everything's branded Haven of Rest. Okay. It's Haven of Rest Men's Ministry, Haven of Rest Women's Ministry, okay. Haven of Rest Rescue Mission. And the women's ministry works similarly. It's just in a different location. Is that correct? That's right. It's just the uh, same philosophy uh, just because it's uh, women and uh, because uh, it's a little shorter program, uh, the curriculum is different and their scheduling is different. Right. Now... Uh, this is just out of the blue. Do you have any idea over the years, because it's over 50 years now, how many men have been ministered to? And through Man, this I don't have a clue. Right. I really don't. It's in the thousands. Right. Yeah. And I know you've had a lot of uh, local uh, Anderson businessmen and folks on the board over the year who've been very supportive of Haven and continue to be supportive of Haven. That's an important part of Yes, sir. Uh, and, th you know, uh, Greg, the uh, the community really supports the Haven of Rest uh, in a financial way and uh, many other ways. It's, a, it's really a teamwork effort. I mean, we have um, the judicial community here really works with us and uh, they will uh, sentence these guys to the Haven of Rest where possible when they don't have to give them time because they see lives change and they see that they have a better chance in our program versus going to prison. So it's not just a uh, Haven Arrest affair. It's really a community affair where businessmen um, uh, and women, uh, uh, men and women in the uh, judicial community, educational community, health community, uh, all step up to the plate and uh, give a person a helping hand when they need one to get over obstacles that they have to get over. Uh, they, a lot of these people have dug a hole so deep they can't get out by themselves. So it takes, uh, it takes a community effort to help people. Um, so we see some incredible results now. Though. Well, and the Bible talks about helping restore those who stumbled, you know, and I know the churches have been a, a part of the Haven for a long time, too, in the community. Yeah, the churches really uh, reach out and uh, support us and uh, financially and during this time of the year especially where uh, one church just gave us uh, I believe 180 turkeys that they wow. had a turkey drive and so we're appreciative to uh, everyone who sees this need and um, who has a heart to uh, help hurting people. And churches can very easily uh, either add or increase their budgets to support y'all financially right? That's not a hard thing for a church to do right? No, in fact, uh, we encourage that naturally, but uh, it makes giving more consistent right? rather than just once or twice a year. It makes it easier to manage, but I really don't know anywhere that a church can get any more bang for their mission buck than the Haven Arrest Ministries. We do not take any state or federal funding, and so we depend 
on uh, the community at large to help pick up the ticket if, if they want to have a quality Christ-centered and Bible-based facility to refer your loved ones to, then there's a price tag to that. So our sale is, hey, will you, will you come alongside us and help us? And as part of that, the churches refer a lot of people here, right? I mean, they... Yes, they do. What, what would it cost? Do you have the average cost of, of bringing someone in through the entire 18-month program? What would the cost to the Haven be for that? Oh, uh, no, I, th- no I think, I mean, I I think it, we figured out at one time it was around uh, $10,000 right. out at the training center. I don't know what it would be uh, here, right. but. But if it's, so if somebody wanted to sponsor somebody, they could donate $10,000 to sponsor somebody yeah, all the way through the thing. Yes. So, so as we're looking at Christmas, I mean, uh, this is the time of year when most groups who are doing ministry and charity, this is when. You need to get those donations in. I mean, this is a big time of year, right, for donations? Yes, it is. Uh, a lot of uh, end-of-the-year giving is done, and so um, I can't think of a better organization to give it to than uh, the Haven Arrest. I know I'm biased, but I see the activity of God every day, and so I can ask uh, wholeheartedly and unashamedly to uh contribute to the Haven Arrest Ministries. I do. I, I contribute personally, and uh, so I can wholeheartedly recommend that. Well, if you didn't have a passion for it, you'd be in the wrong place, right? That's absolutely. So you can you can give online. Right. And yeah. you can, the, most people that listen, the easiest way to find you is go to your Facebook page, and then it'll link you right to your website, and you can give right there, right? Absolutely. It's kept up to date there. Now, the last thing I was going to ask is, with this coming up, I know volunteers, I know you tend to need more volunteers at Christmas time because a lot of people volunteer at Thanksgiving. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So if they want to volunteer, they just come out here and the whole family can come volunteer, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure where that stands right now. They need, You can um, uh, sign up online or call uh, main number and right. ask to speak with Katie. Right. Uh, but uh, somewhere along the line when we get a certain number, we generally close it right. out. People get in each other's way. Yep, and people will get frustrated by coming and wanting to volunteer, right. and there's nothing for them to do. But so for Christmas, good time to go ahead and volunteer. Now you rarely have too many volunteers at Christmas time. Absolutely, correct? generally at least half. And about the uh, you know uh, right amount for somebody to come and be able to serve and uh, have their family to serve in a length of time. So Christmas is a, is a, a good time to do that. Well, I'm going to say something you're too nice to say, but if you have already volunteered or you are volunteering. Don't come out here and tell us what you want to do. <laughs> we have lots of different jobs, and everybody wants to do one or two things. And I know in the past I've been out here and noticed everybody was kind of grumbling. Well, I thought I was going to be doing this. Listen, this is not about you. And I know you need everything from servers that everybody wants to do to people hauling garbage to people actually delivering meals. I think a lot of people that I've talked to didn't know that the shut-ins, y'all have locations around the county where you make sure somebody's shut in and needs a meal. Y'all take care of that, too. So we do. A little and bit of everything. So people need to deliver. They need to clean up. They need to set up. There's a lot of things that can be done. And if you can't do it Thanksgiving, you can do it Christmas because there'll be a spot for you, we promise. Absolutely. We, If my memory serves correctly, we uh, delivered about 600 meals last year. And so we have people that uh, show up on that morning, and that's what they do. They deliver meals. And we have addresses and generally... Uh, of course, now everybody has GPSs, and they generally can find it pretty easy. But uh, we have a crew that comes in here, and it uh, works like clockwork. Uh, uh, we have people that come in 
say at one o'clock and wash pots and pans till everything's cleaned up. So uh, just an outpouring of uh, people to care and love to have you. If that's something you'd be um, you'd want to do, we'd love to have you. Well, it's an act of gratitude, and there's very few things that are more clearly laid out in Scripture than Jesus saying, you know, feeding the hungry and clothing and visiting in prison and visiting those who are sick and taking care of the least of these, and that's what y'all have been committed to do for more than a half century. And I appreciate you taking time, Sid, and I hope people will support y'all here, and I will come back and check up with y'all first of the year. Thank you, sir. See you to Jim. Thanks, Sid. Sid's last comment there, see at the gym. We're both gym rats. We both work out a lot. I see Sid at the YMCA quite often. But I do want to say again, if you do want to volunteer, call today. Spots are filling up for Thanksgiving, but the Haven can never get a sufficient group of volunteers for the Christmas Day meals. So keep that in mind if you will be available or you might have some time Christmas Day to help out. If not, drop by a ham or a turkey to their headquarters or write them a check. Uh, you can visit them at havenarrest.cc and you can find that or you can look at their Facebook page. It gives you more information. This week before Thanksgiving also brings the debut of ice skating to downtown Anderson. Uh, it's the first time in my memory we've had a rink uh, set up down there, and this rink is already set up at Carolina Wren Park. They did a test of the site Tuesday night as well with some Anderson University students and folks. They, the music they piped in really sounded very Christmassy down there, and the rink is open to the public this coming Friday. And the man in charge of recreation for the city of Anderson, Bobby Bevel, well, tell us more about what's happening with the ice skating rink and also what's happening in the city of Anderson in terms of recreation. I am talking to Coach Bobby Bell. Everybody still call you Coach? Is that? They do. That's yes, good. they do. When was yeah. the last time you coached, Bobby? Uh, it's been a while, you know. <laughs> but that's what you're... But you're, you coached baseball at Anderson College for how many years? 13. And you were athletic director? For another 11. So yeah. I was there 24 yeah, years. So you yeah. coached a lot. But you're involved in a lot of stuff coaching around here, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute. But the, the first thing I want to talk to you is that the item that's sort of in the news this week is um, you're in charge of city recreation, and that includes Carolina Wren Park. Correct. And y'all got it. Ice, first time ever we've had downtown ice skating here that I know anything about. That is correct, yes. And it starts this week. Thursday's a demonstration night, right? Tomorrow night. Oh, Wednesday's night. a demonstration yeah, night. Tomorrow night with okay. AU Tuesday, students. okay. And then we have our grand opening on Friday. Uh, Friday's at, grand opening. At 6 o'clock. But when's the family going to come do their show kind of thing? Though? That's Friday. That's Friday, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's Friday, uh, and they're, they've got four professional skaters right. coming in, and uh, we'll uh, do the show start at 6. The, I'm sure the elected officials will say some things, and then Jimmy Durham will have his skaters, and they'll do their routines and showing uh, people how to skate on synthetic ice. Everybody says, well, this is not real ice. Is synthetic. The good thing about synthetic is that it's not temperature. You know, even in Greenville, they've got uh, ice, but if they have warm days, the chiller just can't keep the ice right. frozen and you get slush and whatever. But um, when we found Mr. Durham in Greenville and went over and looked at his uh, operation, we were just, he, he's been all over the world, different places that he's put this. In matter of fact, he was saying that he had two rinks in Miami. Wow. And he was building one in Alaska for the military. So, you know. So I guess it, hockey spreads everywhere, too. They, it, now, this is a lot like ice, though. People who've been on it say it's very, feels much. It is. Like, it's very slick. Uh, it, it does take a little bit more effort. Uh, but it's not as, I think it's great for beginners because you don't, you, you can sort of walk on it with your skates and then all of a sudden you start skating a little bit. But right. I think the show uh, will sh prove to people that you can skate on this just like regular ice. Matter of fact, when we went to Greenville to uh, 
uh, Easy Rink, um, uh, their operation, they had some Greenville Brown members actually working out on it kind of thing. Huh. And so they were passing uh, the hockey uh, puck back and forth wow. and, and moving. And they say it's a great workout. So I think that uh, the thing that uh, we like about it is it gives us versatility. Um, it's easy to maintain. Um, so it's... Uh, uh, we're excited about it. You know, one of the things the city wanted to do was, what can we do to bring people to downtown? Right. And, uh, you know, we had the block party during the summer. Right. We had the spray pad. A lot of kids used that kind of thing. But you got know, movies still? That we we still got movies. Matter of fact, in December, we will have a movie night. And then after the movie, we'll have ice skating. So it, it was a way to bring people, we, we thought, to bring people downtown. And uh, we hope to capture, you know, a lot of people that are looking for something to do. It's five dollars for adults. Uh, Twelve and under is uh, three dollars. I mean, it's going to be very reasonable kind that of thing. That includes skates. That includes your rentals, yeah. Okay. And so you can bring your own skates. We got to test them to make sure they're gotcha. sharp. Right. But uh, we have skate rentals, and uh, you know, we we think it's just going to really. Now, be is it on the same pad where the little spray things were? Is it right? It is. Okay, yeah. that's where it is. Okay. It's, it's about a forty-five by fifty-five area that they would be skating on, kind of thing, and so. Um, but you know, we, we put it in a, a week ago, and uh, just now doing the decorations and getting ready for the uh, winding down crunch time kind of thing. This Christmas time. Now, how long will it be open? How long will it we will go through January the 18th, which is Martin Luther King Day. We okay. looked at that; that the kids were out of school that day. Right. We'll close that night at the end of. of January the 18th. And what hours is it going to be open? Uh, we will open um, Monday through Saturday at 11 a.m. every day. Uh, Monday through Thursday, we close at 9. Um, Friday and Saturday, we close at 10. Okay. And then Sunday is 1.30 to 7. So, and we're open 59 straight days. We will be open Thanksgiving. We will be open Christmas Day. And we will be open New Year's Day. There will be some limited hours right. that time, but... We know that people uh, probably tired of being around their relatives and want to do something. So <laughs> work off some of that. Yeah, you know, we know that movies. Uh, that is one of the biggest days for movies is Thanksgiving Day. So we want to give people an option to do something, and so I think we're open uh, twelve to eight both Christmas Day. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is on top of us now. It is. Christmas is not far behind. It's not far behind. So this is a great thing. Then that's a good thing. Well, we think you know we really think it is. I mean, uh, I uh, have to give uh, Arlene Young and. Her staff, the downtown people, credit. They were thinking of something that to try to do, and uh, we knew we could do a refrigerated recon. We really hadn't heard it even synthetic, but once we uh, looked at this and actually went over and looked at it and and walked around on it, we thought this would could be a go for us, and so we think this is uh, uh, something good for the city. The city purchased the rink. And the skates, and so you know, this is not a one-year kind of operation. We'll be doing this every year. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Well, this is like one of many things you have to supervise, right? Uh, Tell me a little bit about everything, kind of the big picture, all the things you're responsible for as director of recreation. For well, of course, we have our rec center here at 1107 North Murray Avenue, and of course, um, you know, this um, uh, building has been open since 2006. Uh, we have uh, fitness equipment, walking track. Uh, we cater to anywhere from six-year-old to 95. Um, the, the rates are very reasonable, especially live in, in the city. But, you know, Greg, the, the thing about it, this building, when we built this building, we didn't think that the, the exercise part of this 
was what we were building it for. Now we've turned in the rooms uh, that really weren't designed uh, into weight rooms and areas that have uh, cardio equipment and that's been the big thing. Last year we hired our first wellness coordinator in Julia Petty and um, she's designing programs and, and starting these new programs. We've got signed on with Les Mills and uh, all the different kind of things that they do with exercise and people are just turning out for that. So, you know, that's the big part here. We have about 2,200 members and um, there's activity here all the time. Of course, you got first of the year coming too, so New Year's first resolution. Year, New Year's resolution it, 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 it is our busy time. But, um, you know, the other thing is we have uh, 16 city parks that fall under my division and uh, we take care of all that and then plus all the mowing and cutting of all the ball fields and I mean it's just it's a large operation well, forget, all right, we're trying to plan you know for bike paths and trails and we've been working on that so there's just a lot of stuff there's never a boring day when I, I know the work. ball fields are it's a lot of work but how in the world do you cut the grass at Lindley Park that whole stretch stretch yeah. hand mower is it push mowers or yeah, what's it? it can be push mowers we actually have what we call a hovering mower right where it really it's not on the ground kind of thing it just goes across and so I mean, that just looks like a difficult place to a, it can be especially if you get any kind of rain like we've had because it gets soft down in some of those areas and you said so, how many parks 16. Yeah, that's a lot 16, of parks a lot of city. parks we take care of and plus you have sports programs i know you have here in this building you have basketball and volleyball and all kinds of yeah. things here uh, yeah we run and youth baseball football basketball Volleyball, softball. Um, we have about uh, uh, 800 kids in uh, baseball and uh, another 400 in softball. Uh, basketball, we you know have anywhere from 500 kids. Uh, we've got two gymnasiums, but uh, you know there, there's a lot of activity that goes on here. And again, you know one of the things that we, we are in the process of hiring a firm to help us vision what the next 10 to 15 years should look like for us. Um, we just completed phase two, which was two more ball fields and additional parking, and we've got phase three on the counter. But is do we need to build another building, or do we need to build more fields, or you know? So just because of the fitness part of this, and again, we have our oldest member is 98 years old. He comes every day. He walks his mile around, and you know, we just didn't realize that the community wants that as much as they've turned out here. And again, this building wasn't designed to do what we're doing. It reminds me of the Abney Center at Anderson University. When that building was built, uh, Anderson had four sports, men's and women's basketball, men's tennis, and men's golf. But now, you know, they've got 15 or 16 and they turned in closets and offices and store. I mean, it's just, and we're, we've sort of done the same thing here, kind of thing. Well, I think people are being more health conscious. Plus, like you said, y'all's prices are so much more reasonable than most of the people who would be competition and especially live in the city. But if you don't live in the city, you can still be a member, right? You can, yes. And it's, and it is a reasonable rate. You know, we're, we're not, you know, we love to make money, but we don't, we're, that's not what we're here. We're trying to offer a service to our, our community and um, you know their tax dollars help go toward this and so that's why we're able to um, uh, have the rates we are plus the hospitality fee and greg i can tell you i know i've been on a uh imagine anderson uh, committee ever since i've been working with the city trying to get the county to look at putting in a hospitality fee our hospitality fee generates about 2.1 million dollars here at, at on murray avenue you see seven million sitting here you see Carolina Rim Park, 2.8 million. 
that we're able to invest back into our community and give our citizens something to do and something to be proud of. And, you know, it's it's two percent on prepared food. It's not like a regular tax. If you don't eat out, you don't I think have it's to pay. coming. I think the little towns are really itching to do it, and I think people would be angry for about twenty four hours and they'd forget all about it. They would, they would. And then when they see their city putting money back in by building a new park or new playground or new something that uh, for their citizens, you know. And the thing about it is, the studies have shown that. 50% of that money comes from people who don't even live in your community. Right. And so I think that's the thing that with the county, you know, we generate, we, we project it would generate close to $4 million. And when you talk about Cracker Barrel and, and uh, Outback up there on a, on a Clemson weekend, I mean, there'd be a lot of money, you know, for, for this community. Well, this piece of property has been important at Anderson for a long time. Before you had a nice building here. I mean, the old rec center was still a hub of activity and, Lots of people being served, and then you upgraded to this really new, modern. Like I said, you got workout, you got gyms. I know my daughter played volleyball over here. Um, you mentioned phase three. What what do you what would you like to see as the next step? I mean, what do you think would be a good next? Are y'all still vision vision well, casting? Or? I, I really want to get some bike paths and trails in place. I mean, um, the communities that uh, I've been to that have been very successful, they have bike paths that people can ride. And that's the thing, you, you look at the east-west connector. Right. People use that trail all the time, but there's no connecting points. Yeah, it needs to and, connect to the hospital and yeah. all the way out to the rec center and at least yeah. somewhere from there yeah. maybe. But. And the plans that we had was, you know, at AMED's North Campus would be the connecting point and the Civic Center. Right. And, you know, people could drive the Civic Center and park, get their bike and ride back and forth. But, you know, people, it, it's, it's been frustrating because I, sometimes DOTs like the NCAA, mm -hmm. it's, you know, you can't do that or whatever. But, you know, we're getting more and more push from people to say, hey, we want this. And, and I think DOT has actually seen how many people use that stretch from Ingalls to Grady's kind of thing, you know. So I think it has been more of an eye-opening experience for, for those guys kind of thing. So, you know, I, I would really love to, you know, even in Lindley Park, we put that trail in at that time because we were doing a stormwater project and the trail was supposed to go there. It, but, it, you know, we want to go ahead and do it then when we were doing all that work. Of course, that trail comes through, connects to the lower part of Lindley section, right here to the rec center, all the way to over to Southwood. So, you know, uh, a lot of that land is uh, on our sewer right away. And, uh, you know, you, you just see a lot of people use that. And I so think that. If people want to see these trails now, they can go to your website and they can. see all that stuff there yes. now. Yeah. And then one of the things that uh, I would uh, want people to do is, is check our website out because once we get the consultant on board within the next couple of weeks, there'll be some kind of survey that we want people to respond to. You know, now, what, what is your website? You uh, www.cityofandersonsc.com. Okay. And so click, click on that, on click recreation. on recreation. There'll be some kind of survey because we want to get people's input as we try and envision about what what do we need to be 10 years from now kind of thing. Well, the, I mentioned to you before we started this, one of the things I started the podcast for is we're really trying to highlight stuff. Anybody doing anything good for the county and the city and all, and appreciate all y'all are doing, and y'all keep it up, stay innovative, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you again maybe first of the year and That'd see what's great. going on. That'd be great. Thanks for the Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Bobby. I have known Bobby Bevel for a long time. I did a long story for him for a magazine once as well. He's a really good guy and has been a tremendous addition to the City of Anderson Recreation Department. Uh, if you've been trying, thinking about trying out ice skating, 
it's time to head downtown and give it a try. If you want to see how it's done, there will be a demonstration by those pro skaters on Friday night. It's free. Go down, check it out, and see how it's done, and you might want to give it a try. As we head towards January, which is, again, 41 days away, we are getting close to one local dollar, the websiting campaign, which is going to help all of Andersonians have a part in making our home a better place to live and work, and we'll be doing what we can to help Meals on Wheels and AIM and The Haven and Foothills Alliance, which we've already mentioned today, in the months ahead. And the idea is that if only half of the people of Anderson County would give $1 per month, that would generate $1.2 million per year for local groups such as Meals on Wheels, AIM, The Haven, and the Foothills Alliance. Also, that one local dollar spent in Anderson goes back into our local economy in ways that buying at chain stores and big places never never do. So we'll we'll have more information on that in the weeks ahead. But next week is Thanksgiving, and we will talk about being thankful. And we're going to talk to a number of folks in our community who talk about gratitude and how gratitude can change our lives and how it's changed their lives. I do want to remind everybody that I am grateful that the Anderson Observer podcast, News from People You Trust, is made possible by Sullivan's at Brookstone. Anderson's best spot for lunch and dinner Thursday through Friday and lunch on Wednesday through Sunday. That's right, Sunday lunch with Sullivan's Food, something that's never been available in Anderson before, right there at Brookstone. Check them out on Facebook or at sullivansbrookstone.com, and you can find out the menu there and lots of other things. I'll tell you, Saturday nights at Brookstone only, they do have prime rib, and also there's some nice outdoor seating there for lunch and early if you get an early dinner before it gets dark uh, out there at Sullivan's things you can't do downtown Bill Nickus serves this community and helps out we mentioned the Mills on Wheels thing he's doing this year and he's done a number of other venues that I don't want people to forget about so thanks for supporting the community Bill and I hope people will get out and support Sullivan's at Brookstone podcast is also brought to you by the Tom Dunaway law firm with more than 35 years experience Anderson's Tommy Dunaway can help you with all your legal needs while treating you like a member of the family, give him a call today, 224-1144, and see how he can help. He has sure been a good help to me when I've needed him, and he really they really do treat you like a member of the family out there. And a special thanks to Roland Automotive Specialist, who always does a great job in keeping my old truck running. Zach Roland is a good, honest mechanic with decades of experience. He's been around a long time, and his new facility at 650 McGee Road in Anderson really is, is the nicest one I've seen in town. Features state-of-the-art service and diagnostics, so whether you just need to find out why your check engine light stays on, which mine seems to all the time, or you need an oil change, new brakes, any other service, visit Roland's. You can check them out on Facebook or at RolandAutomotive.com. We like to support new businesses and businesses that are expanding in Anderson and creating jobs, so I talked briefly to Zach Roland about his new location and what they plan to do there. And we are talking to Zach Rowland from Rowland Automotive Specialists, and we'll talk to you a little bit about how long have you been a mechanic, Zach? I've been a mechanic, uh, an auto service technician. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't say mechanic anymore. Uh, uh, for for about 12 years. Okay. How'd you get interested in it? Uh, my brother has done this for years, and me and him sat down, you know, about 15 years ago and started talking. Uh, about it and me and him was supposed to open up a shop one day he was going to move home and uh help me and we we're going to open up a family business of a repair shop and so i went to school uh learned learned as much as i could about it and started preparing and uh point led me up to you know 
Well, you're certified, doing you're certified in all kinds of things, right? Yes, all, in pretty much every aspect of the car. We've got certifications and right. engine performance, engine electrical, suspension and brakes, right. um, manual and automatic transmissions, and heating and air. Um, well, the big news is you got a new shop. You just moved up 650 McGee Road, and it's probably the at least if I've seen it's the biggest, most state-of-the-art mechanic shop I've seen in town. You got a little bit of everything out here. Yeah, we sure do. We we take pride in in putting out quality work, and we decided to you know get a quality building and um, show that we we here for Anderson. If they, if they need any honest repairs and right. at a reasonable rate, come see us. We, You're a local guy. Yes, sir. And, Good guy in the community too. You've helped a lot of folks that were struggling and you know, you've been good to the community and I'm hoping the community is gonna be good to you out here. So if you're looking for an honest mechanic, we know who to call, right? That's right, call Roland's Automotive. Give me your phone number. It's 864-225-8844. And you can also check our website out at www.rollandautomotive.com. And we also got a Facebook page. Um, Come see us there at, on our Facebook page. Is it best for people to call ahead, make an appointment? It is, but you know, we one of the things we have done different was we've doubled our capacity of amount of cars we can work on at once. Right. Uh, so. Got a lot of space out there. We do. And a lot of mechanics working, it looks like. Yeah, we sure do. So come see us we we enjoy to to meet you and and help you any of your auto repair needs well, i'm telling you zach has helped me and my brother and other people in my family good guy honest guy come out and see zach and uh if you need a mechanic you know who to call thanks zach thank you if you know of a newer expanding business that would like to be a part of the anderson observer podcast news from people you trust shoot me an email at gwilson at andersonobserver.com and we'll be sure to contact them Well, that's it for the November 19th Anderson Observer Podcast, news from people you trust. We'll see you next week. Until then, get out and do something to make Anderson a better place.